You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode will explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. Hey there, welcome to episode 21 of Personal Branding Exposed. I'm your host, Megan McNeil, and I'm joined by Emma Burdett from 23 Fathoms and Immersion Underwater. Hey, Emma, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Megan. Thanks so much for having me. This is super exciting. So for those of you who know me, you will know that Emma is um, quite incredible, but is also my roommate. We share an office as well here at 23 Fathoms. So I'm super excited to have Emma on tonight because she does some incredible stuff in the marketing space. But in particular, I'm really interested in how she has combined one of her passions with her our business really so Emma talk a bit about what it is that you do with your businesses yeah great so 23 fathoms um, started out of necessity so we are a marketing company specializing in marketing management and and all things sales and marketing really um, I've been in business in some way or another for over a decade and just thought look marketing was a weak point for many so I wanted to get out there and do it so yeah we we do all things in-house, sales, training, online, digital, offline, you name it, whatever you need to do to grow your business through marketing and sales, we do it. And so, um, what, what was that, sorry? So the 360 of marketing, you're all over it. Yeah, pretty much. And I like to think pretty adaptable too. So if we're missing something, we'll just sort it out. <laughs> I love your model as well because you work lean in the sense that you keep costs down for your clients because you get the expertise that you need in when you need it as opposed to having a full team and not fully utilizing them all the time. It's a great model. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to make sure our focus is management, marketing management. So what is the strategy? What are we trying to achieve here? And and how are we going to do that? And, you know, you can't be an expert at everything. I'm a huge believer in being good at what you do and sticking to that and not trying to do everything. Speaking my language, you know how I loved it. Niche, niche, niche. So that's <laughs> massive. Now, let's reverse a little bit. 23 Fathoms. What does that mean? Why is that your business name? I love that everybody asks me that all the time. It, it's in, it's intentionally ambiguous and I want people to ask because it, it sort of, it tells a story in the name. Uh, so my, my background is diving. I love the ocean. I grew up near the ocean. I learned to dive from a young age. I became a dive instructor uh, very young as well and have always done that as a bit of a side job. So when I decided to start a company, I knew it had to be ocean related. And of course, fathoms is a nautical measurement for measuring distance. 23 fathoms equates to 41.4 meters. And for some, that might mean something. For me, it does. Any scuba diver, it does. Because we know that the, the recreational scuba diving limit is 40 meters deep. And that's where everybody stops because it's too hard, it's too expensive, takes too much experience, training, money, time to exceed that boundary. So 41.4 meters is all about us being adventurous and taking the next step above and beyond where everybody else stops because it's just too hard. Yeah, I love that, Emma, that's fantastic. Now let's talk a little bit more about the immersion underwater stuff. What do you do there? Yeah, so I, I being a scuba diving instructor, I love teaching people, especially when it's ocean related. And I taught myself underwater photography a long time ago and I just found it really overwhelming. It's a whole nother world down there. It's a whole nother world of equipment. And naturally I just started teaching people to get into it for themselves. So people are going all around the world, they're even locally diving in the water, snorkeling, scuba, freediving, 
and I'm there to really help them get into that as a hobby. So I teach lessons, workshops, anything they need to get themselves underwater and taking photos. For those who are actually watching this as opposed to just listening to the podcast, that picture behind Emma's head is one of Emma's own pictures. Yes, yes. <laughs> Our whole office is decked out with incredible <laughs> pictures that Emma has taken on her travels. Now, Emma, have you been anywhere very exciting and maybe, I don't know, appeared on TV through some <laughs> of your diving? I knew that might come up. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. It's like as a as a hobby and something that I've always just felt so passionate about. It really has taken me to some incredible places. Uh, just recently, of course, well before the the COVID going on, um, I did get over to South Africa on safari and diving with some sharks over there, which was awesome. Um, a few years back, I, I was contacted completely out of the blue just because I sort of promoted what I did and, and was involved in the diving scene. Got a call up to go over to Japan and be part of a tourism campaign, advertising campaign for what they were doing over there. So that was fun. That's so fun. Like, I love that. So you were picked from New Zealand to go over to Japan to basically <laughs> attract more um, Kiwis to go over to Japan yeah. and holiday there. Yeah, well, I'd actually, I was in Perth by then. Um, oh. So they were, they just knew that they needed to fill that gap in the cast, somebody that was female dive instructor from New Zealand or Australia. And of course, I was a bit of both. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, lots of boxes. <laughs> and I, I came back with both my kidneys. <laughs> I love that. Is Japan somewhere that people would think to go for scuba diving? Because I think skiing when I think Japan. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that was part of what they were trying to do with this advertising campaign was show all the amazing things that you can do in the Okinawa region. So we, yeah. we all went there with our unique skill set or our passion or our hobby and shared it with a whole bunch of like-minded people from all over the world. So mine was diving, got to go diving in beautiful crystal clear water. It was nearly 28 degrees in the water, manta rays for anybody who likes being in the ocean. That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Yeah. And I think that talks to the fact that you've built a really strong uh, personal brand around your underwater stuff, not just around your business and the marketing that you do, but it's how you do your marketing and what your passions and your interests are as well come through on both your businesses. I see that come through on both of them. Yeah, and I, I guess I kind of tried to not tie them together for a long time. And it's only in the last couple of years since I've gone down this journey of creating 23 Fathoms that I've realized that I'm going to stay true to who I am. And the people that it attracts, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, and if people don't resonate with it, that's cool because it is when, when they do resonate with it, it's, it's great. We get on really well. It attracts the kind of people that I want to work with. And if not, there's plenty more fish in the sea. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. <laughs> too good, too good. So before we move on from underwater of immersion underwater, um, tell us what's next for, for that particular business for you. Uh, so I would love to see a really strong online offering for people to learn how to go and take photos for themselves. I think it can be really overwhelming. Uh, people don't know where to start. They don't know what equipment to buy or even where to buy it from. So I'm in the process of creating a really great online program. And a lot of people are saying to me, oh, you're not, how are you going to take people in the ocean if you're distant or, or obviously not there with them? But realistically, a lot of it's theory. It's, it's just learning how it works behind the scenes, settings, equipment, things like that. So very, very uh, thorough online program going through about 25 different lessons and subjects to get people out there. So I'm That's excited. Cool. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, but you've got such a passion for it and an expertise. I know I've seen you out back um, back of the office here. You've been filming a couple of how-to videos for your underwater immersion. And that's fantastic. Like you're bringing out equipment that I've got no idea about and you're doing stuff with it that, again, I wouldn't have a clue about, but you make it very simple because you've got a great personality that cuts out the bullshit and just says it like it is and there's no frills there's no you need this and you need that no this is what you need and this is the result you'll get and I love that um, attitude you have oh well thank you <laughs> yeah that, and I've actually it's interesting you say that because that's what I've really tried to emphasize in the model for 23 fathoms because I was there I was I, I've created e-commerce stores way back when I've done different things and I just, I never understood what was happening with the marketing side. It was just all this big blurry cloud. And I was like, we just need to cut through this and just get things done in, in a way. It's, it, I guess it's the strategic mind in me. I, I love business strategy. That was my initial study, field of study. And it was just like, no, let's just be smart about this and not overcook something that we don't need to. Yeah, and I think that's half the problem is that, you know, a lot of us get shiny object syndrome where we have to have this, we have to have that. Facebook ads, videos, podcasts, you know, there's a list of things that you can do in marketing, but that's where you play a really important role. And I play a similar similar role on an individual basis, but you're doing it for companies where you're saying, no, let's have a look at where it is you actually want to get and what will take you there as opposed to scattergun approach. And I think that's what resonates with you your clients and why you do so well with them yeah yeah I think you're right yeah that's no, great so tell me a bit about the kinds of clients that you do enjoy working with oh trying yeah. to attract. <laughs> do you know what like as a marketer I absolutely understand and appreciate the importance of having a really strong avatar of somebody like your absolute ideal client and I'll hand on heart say, I don't have one. I have many. <laughs> because what my my background is diverse. I've done some fine work in the finance world. I've done some work in the strategy world, in small business, in diving. And it, and it all comes together. And at the end of the day, I just, love, I just love working with people who have that growth mindset, who want to make a difference in what they're doing, really, truly believe in their product, and really lead their staff and their employees to do that. So a lot of what I do with our clients is more around the staff engagement too, because we can generate all the leads in the world. But if everybody on the team isn't feeling that and really absorbing that and, and showing that in every communication they have, well, it's letting the team down. That's so, a little short, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, that, I mean, that's my ideal client really is is businesses who have that mindset. Well, you have got an ideal client then. You've just described them. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit too broad. Like if, if, if you came to me and told me that that was your target audience, I'd say, right, I need more specifics. But in a, in a generalised way, that's that's it, yeah. Uh, and saying that, I think um, looking for someone with a growth mindset, that's, that's not that large because a lot of people think they have growth mindsets until you actually start working with them or you start suggesting things. There's not that many people that are that pliable or will try things that are a little bit outside the box, although we all like to think that we're creative and that we'll try new things. It's, that's not always the reality of it. So that's quite, it is quite a niche. Yeah, especially when a business has been around for a long time. You know, oh, yeah. They, they just do what they do and to come in and shake things up a little bit. <laughs> Got to be a bit adventurous. Oh, 100%. And I think the fact that what worked 
you know, five years, 10 years, or some of these businesses are 20, 30 years old, doesn't work now. It's a different world. And, you know, it's been a different world for a few years, but COVID has really shown us that it's an online digital world that, you know, if there's not a presence there, if it doesn't align with your customer and there's not a person or some sort of brand, you know, it's it's more than just marketing and sales. It's that brand piece as well. If it's not there, it's not got the the legs really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing with COVID and, and the emphasis on the digital world that we live in, that we've experienced this year, is that just because you're digital and just because you're doing it doesn't mean that it's going to work. It's a, a lot of the time there's there's more to it than just simply doing the activities. It's like take it right back to, well, what is your, your service offering? What is that proposition or that your position in the market? And, and then who are you selling it to? And you go break it back take it backwards and you realize you're just throwing money at the wall until you get these basics right Mm, yeah and that point you made earlier about making sure that everyone on the team is on board and knows what's happening that's massive like the culture is huge and if everyone doesn't understand what it is that you're doing and who you're doing it for and why it kind of falls short a little bit. You know, if you're trying to make a quick buck, anyone can make a quick buck, but it'll fall short very quickly if there's no substance to it. Yeah, absolutely. Marketing doesn't stop at digital for me. It, it I've always had the mindset of marketing is that entire journey from initially how do we attract the right people and, and what do they see when they see us, our branding and everything like that, right through to that client, that customer journey experience. And at the end of it, are we getting a referral from them? Are they becoming an advocate for our business? To me, that's strong marketing all the way through. Oh, yeah. Word of mouth is king. Like Word of mouth has always been king. It's just how that word of mouth works now is completely different because it happens on LinkedIn. It happens on Google reviews. It happens through Messenger. It doesn't always happen when you go into the pub or you meet someone at the shops like it used to. It's <laughs> it's far greater. And it happens when someone's in bed, when someone's sitting on the toilet, when someone's you know everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's not as limited as it was. So although word of mouth will always, I, I don't think word of mouth will ever not be king as far as marketing. It's the best you can ever have. How that happens, completely different. Absolutely. Yep, definitely. So what is your, so you, you do the kind of overall strategy for people, but what's the, what's the bit that you really love? Do you love working on the digital side? Do you love creating assets, you know, or print ads? What's your thing? What do you love doing? I think my absolute jam is the initial foundations. So before, before we even get to doing any marketing activities, it's working out exactly what are we selling here and, and why are we selling it and who are we selling it to? And then from there, formulating that strategy of, okay, well, now we've got X amount of budget. How do we utilize that budget to get the best return on investment by the yeah. end of the 12 months? So I think that's, if yeah, the strategy piece is definitely what I'm very, very passionate about. And I just think if you can get that right, then everything flows through nicely. Excellent. I love that. Yeah. So Emma, let's talk a little bit more about you because this is personal branding exposed. Of course. What makes you tick? What is like, we know that you love diving, but what else? What's your thing? My thing? What's, oh, I have so many things, Megan. <laughs> Tell me some of them. I know that gin is something that we share together, but um, you've got loads of other more healthy things than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, I love an active lifestyle. I, I love any anything beachside, fresh air, ocean, just getting out there, getting some fresh air. Um, people, I love people. I love hanging out with people. Um, there's so many great people around. 
so even in the digital space, you can, we, we can't meet all the time or we haven't been able to this year, but we've got through, so that's good. Um, love travel, adventure. I love, I just love, I guess, that maybe that's why I love diving so much. I love seeing things from a different perspective. I just love stepping out of my world and just sort of observing and watching and, and learning from others. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. Yeah. You were um, you were diving recently, actually. You had your um, your wetsuit on. So from memory, that's the one where you're completely dry and cozy inside. Oh, that's that a dry suit. The, dry sorry, suit. The, the dry suit. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So you I grew up in New Zealand and learned to dive in really cold water. And you'd think that I'd be used to it, but I've definitely climatized because now I live in Perth. The weather's beautiful and I am such a wimp when it comes to the cold. So, yep, I have a dry suit. <laughs> I put it on, I stay dry, I get out and I, um, I have to wipe my hair with a towel. It gets wet. <laughs> <laughs> Perth does that to you, though, because Scottish girl here and I, I went through a 40 degree summer and came out the other side very soft <laughs> so it'll definitely do it to you um okay so where's next if you're going that once everything opens up and you're going to jump on a plane and go diving anywhere in the world where is that going to be that's hard to say because um you know I, I have led dive trips for a number of years and now I know that there's a backlog you know everybody's trying to get in and, and fill in the dates that they miss so um yeah it, it's a good question but on my bucket list I've got two major places that I'm really looking forward to getting to. One of them is freediving with tiger sharks in the Bahamas. That's Ooh. been with for a long time. Yep, so freediving is my thing I do for fun. Uh, scuba diving is a little bit more work related, but yep, freediving with sharks. Sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> my mum's also watching going, you're not going with her, Megan. <laughs> exactly. The Bahamas are on my uh, bucket list too, but probably for a different reason more just because it looks really pretty. I don't know that free free diving would probably scare me a little bit. I'm a bit of a wimp. Oh, I, yeah. do you know what? That's healthy to be. It's, it's such a different environment and yeah, it can be dangerous. So it's healthy to be a little bit scared of it. And when you learn how to do it properly, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm training to try and get a bit deeper and, and hit a pers big personal goal in that regard. So that'd be good. Yeah, tell us about that goal because I'm pretty impressed with this. Oh, uh, well, eventually. This is not going to happen straight away, but I am aiming to dive to 60 metres breath hold down the line and then back up. <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah, incredible. it's a fair way down. Um, it does take, it takes a lot of, a lot of practice and, and things like that. So I'm hoping once we can get to some nice water, we'll jump in and do a bit of training and, and definitely hit the 40 metre mark. That's, the That's an impressive, um, impressive goal, I reckon. Yeah. How far are you at the moment? Oh, about, uh, only about 30. Oh, so only, only about 30, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I find that impressive. Um, I mean, I love water. I love being in the water. I'm always underneath it. I mean, my mum and dad have got stories of um, me being dragged out at wave pools when we've been on holiday because I'm busy diving under the water because I think that's more fun than being on top and they think I'm drowning. That's one holiday story. But um, yeah, just going into the sea, just the unknown and the, like diving with sharks, that just is incredible to me because that's just so, so far out of my comfort zone. It's not even funny. Oh, I can think of many places we can take you on holiday. We can definitely get over that shark fear. 
Well, it's not even that I was scared of sharks. When I first came to Australia, I was busy swimming pretty far out because I didn't think about sharks. I'd only been swimming really like in the Mediterranean and like over in Europe and different places, and that's not an issue. I come over here and I'm busy splashing around and swimming quite far. Then uh, people start telling me about all the shark attacks and sending me like news stories. And yeah, now I just make sure I'm not the furthest person out. <laughs> so that's my thing for the beach just not go too far out yeah look I don't think you're the only one that thinks that way unfortunately the media but we won't get into that no <laughs> that's another story <laughs> all right Emma if people want to get in touch with you or they want to work with you um if it's the marketing stuff they get in touch with 23 fathoms and you're yeah. on LinkedIn Instagram you name it we're there Name it, you're on there. Facebook's strong for you as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. It's, it always has been, I think, because I started adopting Facebook uh, personally uh, from a, a long time ago and it's just carried through. So, yeah, Facebook is quite strong for us. Yeah. Yes, because she's a very strong personal brand over on Facebook, which is fantastic. And the Immersion Underwater, which in case anybody isn't uh, picking up my accent, it's Immersion as in like a play on words with the name Emma, which is a little bit clever as well. Immersion Underwater. So we've got some trips, hopefully, once COVID's over that will be happening. You're going to lead some diving trips. Oh, we can. Yeah, definitely. That's the plan as soon as we can. Snorkeling, exactly. diving, get somewhere remote have a good time awesome and then we've got um you do some training with people so that they can go and take their own amazing pictures underwater as well yeah absolutely do the do lessons via zoom or here in perth whichever people need excellent and then the big thing the online program we're hopefully going to have that pretty soon by the end of the year baby it's happening Oh, you heard it here first. End of the year, Immersion Underwater program from Emma Burdett is happening. Yep, that's right. <laughs> there we go. That's two great goals that we've taken out of this episode. One, Emma's going to get to underwater 60 meters, holding her breath all the way down, free diving. That's my lament understanding of what's happening there. And secondly, we're having an online program that's going to teach everyone to be able to take their own amazing pictures underwater. Woohoo! Excellent. It's pretty exciting stuff, really. It is, rather. I'm a bit excited for you. Thank you. Excellent. Now, Emma is fantastic, so make sure that you follow her on whatever your desired platform is and connect with her because she she offers so much value in lots of different ways, but especially with her business acumen and her um, marketing head is fantastic. And, of course, if you want to do any diving, she's your girl. Um, thank you so much, Emma. I really appreciated you coming on and chatting to me. Thanks, Megan. It's been great. I will see you in the office tomorrow. Oh, yeah. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me, and I really appreciate your kind words. Social media, if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin there are where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch thank you so much for getting this far if you want a little bit more though these episodes actually go out live every tuesday at 8 p.m western standard time here in western australia at 8 p.m which if you're in Canada or America, that'll be first thing in the morning for you. So you can uh, listen over your morning coffee. And if you're in the UK, it'll be over your lunch break. 
I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they really niche down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8pm Western Standard Time, and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.